Welcome back to the fireside with me, your host, Ken Y. Tonight we'll be reading another story right out of our favorite book right now, Grimm's Complete Fairy Tales. The story that I'll be reading this evening is called The Frog King or Iron Henry. We don't know what kind of grimness we're about to get into, but I hope that it's a fun ride as it has been before. Let's begin, shall we? The Frog King, or Iron Henry In old times, when wishing still helped one, there lived a king whose daughters were all beautiful, but the youngest was so beautiful that the sun itself, which had seen so much, was astonished whenever it shone in her face. Close by the king's castle lay a great dark forest, and under an old lime tree in the forest was a well, and when the day was very warm, the king's child went out into the forest and sat down by the side of the cool fountain. And when she was bored, she took a golden ball and threw it up on high and caught it. And this ball was her favorite plaything. Now it so happened that on one occasion the princess's golden ball did not fall into the little hand which she was holding up for it, but onto the ground beyond and rolled straight into the water. The king's daughter followed it with her eyes, but it vanished, and the well was deep, so deep that the bottom could not be seen. At this she began to cry, and cried louder and louder, and could not be comforted. And as she thus lamented, someone said to her, What ails you, king's daughter? Your tears would melt a heart of stone. She looked around to the side from the, where the voice came, and saw a frog stretch forth its thick, ugly head from the water. Ah! Uh. Old water splasher, is it you? said she. I'm a weeping for my golden ball, which has fallen into the well. Be quiet and do not weep, answered the frog. I can help you, but what will you give me if I bring your plaything up again? Whatever you will have, dear frog, said she. My clothes, my pearls and jewels, and even the golden crown which I am wearing. The frog answered, I do not care for your clothes, your pearls and jewels, or your golden crown. But if you will love me and let me be your companion and playmate, and sit by you at your little table, and eat off your golden, little golden plate, and drink out of your little cup, and sleep in your little bed, if you will promise me this, I will go down below and bring you up your golden ball again. Oh yes, she said, I promise you all you wish, and if you will but bring me my ball back again. She, however, thought, How the silly frog does talk. He lives in the water with the other frogs and croaks, and can be no companion to any human being. But the frog, when he had received this promise, put his head into the water and sank down, and in a short while came swimming up again with the ball in his mouth, and threw it onto the grass. The king's daughter was delighted to see her pretty plaything once more, and picked it up and ran away with it. Wait, wait, said the frog, take me with you, I can't run as you can. But what did it avail him to scream his croak, croak after her as loudly as he could? She did not listen to it, but ran home and soon forgot the poor frog, who was forced to go back into his well again. The next day, when she had seated herself at the table with the king and all the courtiers, and was eating from her little golden plate, something came creeping splish-splash, splish-splash up the marble staircase, and when it got to the top, it knocked at the door and cried, Princess! Youngest princess, open the door for me! 
She ran to see who was outside, but when she opened the door, there sat the frog in front of it. Then she slammed the door, in great haste sat down to dinner again, and was quite frightened. The king saw plainly that her heart was beating violently, and said, My child, what are you afraid of? Is there perchance a giant outside who wants to carry you away? Uh, no, she replied. It is no giant, but a disgusting frog. What does a frog want with you? Uh, dear father, yesterday... As I was in the forest sitting by the well, playing, my golden ball fell into the water, and because I cried so, the frog brought it out again for me, and because he so insisted, I promised him he should be my companion, but I never thought he would be able to come out of his water, and now he is outside there, and wants to come in with to me. In the meantime, it knocked a second time and cried, Princess, young princess, open the door for me. Do you not know what you said to me yesterday by the cool waters of the fountain? Princess, young princess, open the door for me. Then said the king, That which you have promised you must perform. Go and let him in. She went and opened the door, and the frog hopped in and followed her step by step to her chair. There he sat and cried, Lift me up beside you. She delayed, until at last the king commanded her to do it. When the frog was once on the chair, he wanted to be on the table, and when he was on the ta table, he said, now push your little golden plate near to me that we may eat together. She did this, but it was easy to see that she did not do it willingly. The frog enjoyed what he ate, but almost every mouthful she took choked her. At length he said, I have eaten and am satisfied. Now I am tired. Carry me to your little room and make your little silken bed ready, and we will both lie down and go to sleep. The king's daughter began to cry, for she was afraid of the cold frog which didn't, she did not like to touch and which was now to sleep in her pretty, clean little bed. But the king grew angry and said, He who helped you when you were in trouble ought not be despised by you afterwards. So she took hold of the frog with two fingers, carried him upstairs and put him in a corner. But when she was in bed, he crept to her and said, I am tired. I want to sleep as well as you. Lift me up or I will tell your father. Then she was terribly angry, and took him up and threw him with all her might against the wall. Now you will be quiet, odious frog, said she. But when he fell down, he was no frog but a king's son with beautiful kind eyes, and it came to pass that with her father's consent, he became her dear companion and husband. He told her how he had been bewitched by a wicked witch, and how no one could have delivered him from the well but herself, and that tomorrow they would go together into his kingdom. Then they went to sleep. And the next morning when the sun awoke them, a carriage came driving up with eight white horses which had a white ostrich feathers on their head and were harnessed with golden chains, and behind stood the young king's servant, Faithful Henry. Faithful Henry had been so unhappy when his master had changed into a frog that he had caused three iron bands to be laid around his heart lest it should burst with grief and sadness. The carriage was to conduct the young king to, into his kingdom. Faithful Henry helped them both in and placed himself behind again, and was full of joy because of this deliverance. And when they had driven a part of the way, the king's son heard a cracking behind him as if something had broken, so he turned round and cried, Henry, the carriage is breaking! No, master, it is not the carriage. It is a band from my heart, which was put there in great pain when you were a frog and imprisoned in the well. Again and once again, while they were on their way, something cracked, and each time the king's son thought the carriage was breaking. But it was only the bands which were springing from the heart of faithful Henry, because his master was set free and was happy.
And that is the story of the Frog King or Iron Henry. That was definitely less grim than the tales we've been reading previously. I would say that I half expected the frog to have not had a uh, great time getting thrown up against a wall, but instead he just turned into the prince. However, it does feel like this story having been told before, you know, I get it, it's a frog. A lot of people are grossed out by frogs and that's, that's perfectly fine. But in the, uh, in the movie, if this is to be the princess and the frog, well, I could definitely say that they were a little bit more kind with the way that they told that story, as opposed to it just being pure revulsion and then being like, oh, suddenly I'm okay. That was quite the tale. Thank you for joining me tonight here by the fireside as we read another one of the grim fairy tales. We'll be back for some of these very soon. Be sure to like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, love it if you leave a comment, give me some feedback, or just tell me what your favorite part of the story was about. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it may be, be sure to follow the podcast so you know when the next episode drops. And thank you again for joining me tonight here by the fireside. We'll catch you next time.